0: Today's verse is Romans 3.31. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We are working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans, one verse at a time. And here we have reached the end of chapter 3, and we've reached the end of this 11-verse um, you know, action-packed um, you know. Gospel in a in a nutshell. So from Romans 321 now to 331 is what people have called like, you know, the the core of the of, of Paul's doctrine the core of the gospel. It's it's everything packed into, you know, 11 verses one one paragraph um, But what's interesting is this is not really like a concluding even though this concludes chapter 3 and concludes this action-packed paragraph It's not really a conclusion statement. It's not a conclusion verse it's a clarifying verse, uh, which is interesting. Um, why is it a clarifying verse? Because I, I Paul's envisioning the church in Rome reading the last, you know, five or six verses, and saying, "Well, I mean, clearly the if, if the law, if the law doesn't, you know, get us salvation, and the law, we're not justified by by works of the law." what's the point of the law We're we're, you know, we're just throwing out this entire, I mean, we, we, we've been learning the Torah since we were infants. Why are we just throwing that out? That doesn't seem right. And, and what Paul is doing, he's, he's saying, I'm anticipating that response and I'm um, and I'm uh, and I'm making clear, like that is not at all what I'm saying. Law is still, as important as ever, there's just something even more important now. I think that's what he's trying to say. Um, my um, my ESV Study Bible in the in the notes it says uh, it, it ends by saying when Paul says we uphold the law, he also affirms the abiding moral norms of the law, and thus anticipates the change of antinomianism to which he responds more in more fully in chapters six and seven. Um, maybe by chapter six and seven, I'll figure out what that word antinomianism means. That's not within my, uh, current vocab. So, uh, and I'm not going to look it up. So that, you know, what this is essentially, this is, this is a concept that's going to be unpacked later, apparently in chapter six and seven. I've read other places that, um, this is, this is also like a transition into, in a chapter in some, some of the concepts we'll talk about in chapter four. So there's a lot going on in this one, in this one verse, but what I want to focus on, you know, Paul Paul is saying that the law is not nullified, but fulfilled. Um, later in in chapter ten, he's going to say that the law is has been culminated in Jesus. Was was culminated in Jesus? Um, it, think of it like the law has completed its purpose. the The, the law was the law existed um, to point the world towards the coming of Jesus. And since Jesus has come, that's the that's the end of it. And um, what I've what I've read is that it's helpful to think about this verse. You know, we uphold the you know we don't overthrow the law. We uphold the law. Is to think about this verse in the in the context of um, Matthew chapter five verses seventeen through twenty, which I'm going to read for us, and and then we'll we'll talk about how these two fit together. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So what, what's going on there? How, how, how can our righteousness exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees? Um, faith in Jesus. We, we later find out that faith in Jesus is the, is the answer that's what uh Jesus was previewing there is that he has come to to fulfill the law um it's not that he's come to say the law doesn't matter anymore because if the law doesn't matter anymore that largely um you know that that largely says that you don't need jesus if if <laughs> Jesus came to take your your sin away and so if sin doesn't count anymore what's the what's the what's that lessens the 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 great sacrifice that um, that Jesus made for you, uh, and for me, and for you know a lot of other people. So how how the law, like I said, the law has existed to point us in the direct in one direction, it's, and that's Jesus. You're not good enough to obey the law on your own all of the time. You're 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 just going to fall short. Um, you need to appreciate. That you fall short. That's a that's an important concept, that, and that's why the works, you know, not not an iota, not one dot, will pass from the law. That's what that's what Jesus said, and that's what Paul's saying here in um, to to conclude um, chapter three is that is that we're not overthrowing the law here. We are upholding the law. We are saying the law is so important um, that that Jesus came to to die for for your inability to uphold it. That's what, that's what Paul is saying is, is that, um, is that, is that that has been taken from you. The the other day we talked about the difference between, um, receiving and taking, um, Jesus sin is, was not his, he was the one without sin, but he came to take it from you. Um, and, and that's what, that's what, um, Paul is trying to say here is it's so important. Uh, The law is so important. Your sin is so important. That that Jesus did the unthinkable for you. Um, that's what that that's how Paul is ending chapter three here. So that is chapter three. Um, I'm, we're going to move on to chapter four tomorrow. I'm not going to do um, one of those catch up things. There's just too much that we've talked about here the last you know three months to um, to, to to do a, a big catch up. Um, so I'm not going to do that. We're just going to go straight into chapter four tomorrow uh, I hope you've enjoyed this keep listening I appreciate everyone who um, who listens thank you